welcome once again to another episode. This is um, Series 5, Episode 9 of the Fleet Die Hard podcast. An independent view from an independent supporter of all things on and off the pitch of my favourite club. Oh, a very testing club. Ebbsfleet United. Um, yes, so here we are. <clears throat> I haven't done a podcast for a, a number of weeks because I've been away. Not away, literally away, uh, just um, not been to games because uh, I've had uh, some uh, surgery, so couldn't couldn't make it. So, but I've obviously kept abreast of the results and and the performances and and the goings on or lack of goings on, should I say, at our club, um, and decided that I'd manage to uh, make the effort and get there for Saturday's game against Oxford City, which was a mistake. Um, It was a strange one because I actually took some of my family down um, who've never, ever been to Ebsolete United. Um, my, my, My daughter, her partner, who's an avid Charlton fan, um... My granddaughter, who is uh, loosely a Whitstable fan, because that's where she lives and her dad takes her sometimes. And my step-grandson, who says he's a Crystal Palace fan. Again, never been to Ebsfleet. And I was really hoping we'd put on a bit of a show. You know, they get a taste of uh, the atmosphere that can be down there when we're we're rocking. Um... And we took our seats. I don't normally sit, so everything was different for me. Um, we took our seats in the new stand up by the plough end, settled down, hoping for a great game. Now, as you will all know, we lost 4-0. We were 2-0 down very early on. I'm not even going to go through the whole game. <coughs> Excuse me. Because there's nothing positive that I can say. We lost 2-0. We conceded two goals early on. Clifford got two yellows, so subsequent red. Our manager, who has to have the worst disciplinary record, certainly in our league, and I would gamble probably in our league and the National League North and South. Um, He picked up another yellow. And all in all... Um, it was uh, a dreadful, dreadful afternoon. As I say, we, we conceded two early goals in the first half and then two early goals in the second half, making it 4-0. Uh, goal number one, for example, well, do you know what you could have got? You could have you could have got 11, well, look, let's not count the goal, go, our goalkeeper, Cousins. Um, you could have got 10 mannequins and just put them on the pitch for the for the opposition to play around and shoot at and shoot past because that's what we look like absolutely static no movement no idea no defense no clue absolutely no chance of staying up if we continue to play like this so this is where the rant really starts, okay? I've, I tried to leave it a couple of days so that I, I would 
sort of calmed down a bit, but it's very difficult because when I start to think about it, I get it gets my my back up again. Um, so yeah, absolutely no defence, no no nothing at all. The, the the our team, and I use the word team very loosely, showed nothing, no idea, nothing coming forward. When we did come forward, everything came uh, through uh, Cundall on the left, who then cut in and didn't really know what to do with it. And nine times out of ten, when he, he, he finally did cross the ball in front of the goal mouth, he, he crossed it behind the line, behind the front line. Um, so that was a wasted wasted effort. There was very little else from us as a, as a club, as a team. We offered no threat. We offered no physical physicability. Is that the right word? Physical 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 ability. I think so. Um, we offered no incisive play, no innovation, no passion out there. I understand that you know we've lost twelve out of twenty games. Twelve. Remember that, folks. We've lost twelve. Out of 20 games. So, no wonder. No wonder. Their confidence is very, very low. And it shows. Their body language. They're they're walking around like they just... I mean, on Saturday, they looked like they just didn't want to be there. For me, the the only two players I saw that showed any passion and, and get up and go about them was Cundall and, um, well, probably Cundall the, the, the most, I would say. Uh, it, it, it was just, it, it was... I made a joke to my uh, to my friend, my Charlton supporter, son, future son-in-law, possibly who knows, uh, daughter's daughter's partner. I made a joke to him because he said, "You know, what's it like down there? What's what's the standard of football like?" And jokingly, I said, "You know, when you go over the park on a Sunday morning and you see eleven fat blokes." that have all had a skin full the night before trying to play football. And he said, yeah. I said, well, we ain't that good. And we had a laugh and a giggle. But then when on the way home, he said, I see what you mean. Because it was just awful. So the calls are out now. All the, um, the usuals, and, you know, I'm guilty of it myself immediately after the match. In fact, even during the match, at one point, a helicopter flew over and I said, oh, here comes Dennis's taxi. Um, so, but the, obviously the baying crowd is now out with the, you know, the, the taxi for Dennis. Dennis has got to go. Um, I don't know. How long do you do you give him, you know? Dennis came out after the match on his interview. I read it on Facebook and said, we need to be given time 
to put things right. We're 20 games in, Dennis. We're 20 games into the season. You've lost 12 of those games. How much longer, how much more time do you need to sort out your team? It's, it's drivel, honestly. Two or three weeks ago when we had the two-week break for the FA Cup, you said we've got a two-week break now, time to work on things on the training ground. So, you know, a ch- we haven't got the, the Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturdays. It's a chance for us to recoup, re-energise, work on things on the training pitch. We haven't won a game yet since. Now, here's the thing, right? There comes a point in, in football, in life, in management, in sales, in in industry, any walk of life, any working walk of life, when your team fails to perform over and over and over consistently, the buck stops with the manager. And I worked in retail for many, many years. And even at retail level, if you put a manager into a store to, to run, run a store and then week after week after week after week that store fails to hit target, <coughs> eventually the powers to be above, the area manager and the directors will go, we have to question whether Mr... Smith is the right manager for that store. Perhaps we need to uh, move him out. If you are on The Apprentice and you consistently fail for three or four weeks, he will point at you and say, you're fired. And I've, you know, has the time come? Now, or is it even way past the time? Should it have not been done earlier? But has the time come now for the axe to fall on Dennis Kutrib? Because you you have to even even those that have defended Dennis, and you know we got the divide of of player of supporters who are I, I guess described as the uh, the doom and gloomers and the rose-coloured spectaculars, uh, rose-tinted glasses, should I say. Um, you know, whenever there's a, a really poor performance or a two or three poor performances and the doom and gloomers start calling for Dennis's head, the rose-tinted glasses brigade, you know, they are very quick to get on social media and say, uh, you know, you should be supporting your team, not slagging... Not, not slagging the team off, not putting more pressure on the manager. You should be getting behind the team. I'll be there. I'll be there every Saturday. I love my team, blah, 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 blah. Even the rose-tinted glasses brigade now are calling for Dennis's head. Even they are beginning to see that enough is enough. Something has to change. 
I don't think Dennis has got it in his in his locker to change his style and tactics and way we play. Because if he did, I'm sure he would have made a change by now. Surely he would have made changes, but he hasn't. He's continued to roll out the same play from back, play from the back, short passing box to box, walk it into the goal. Do not shoot unless you have a golden scoring opportunity. Um, and I've been saying it for two seasons, three seasons. Eventually, it's gonna, that's going to cost us. And this season, at a higher level, it's costed us. How embarrassing. We lost 4-0 to a team below us in the league that are a part-time team. Dennis, we lost 4-0 to a part-time team that are below us in the league and they beat us 4-0 at home and we offered nothing in reply. I don't care. Uh, if, if Dennis has to go, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to stand here and call for his head. It's not for me to do that. It's Dan, it's Dan for Damien and the doctor and the, the other board of directors, the, those who shall not be seen, directors, to make whatever decisions need to be made. Now, if that means Dennis goes, I'd be behind that 100%. If that means Dennis stays, then there has to be a caveat to that, surely. And that would mean Dennis stays, but there has to be changes. There has to be changes in his stubbornness or inability to change things around when the going gets tough, to change tactics, to change style. There has to be changes in his personal disciplinary um, uh, his, his, well, his, his personal discipline during matches because that's, that's costing us, you know, his yellow cards. And the fact that he feels he can talk to officials the way he wants to talk to them encourages that behaviour on the pitch. It encourages, it also gives the, the club and the team a bad reputation for other club, of, other officials when they come to, the, to, to officiate at Ebbsfleet Games. I'm sure they wouldn't admit it, but I'm sure it's the case. They've already got a, an unconscious bias in their heads because they're expecting to be bad-mouthed by our manager and by our players. There it is. But who, whatever happens, right, things need to change in terms of... We're, we're already, you know, we're at that point. We're halfway through the season. We're at that point now where... Forget the fancy football... Forget the pretty football. Forget the trying to be Man City 
Forget, forget the looking for the perfect goal. Forget all that. Let's get back to basics. Let's win ugly. Because we're now in survival mode. We're not even in let's consolidate our position mode. We're in survival mode. We are in a relegation battle already, right? A few weeks ago, seven, eight, nine weeks ago, we weren't. But I saw it coming. I think a lot of people saw it coming. And after Saturday, I can see nothing but guaranteed relegation. Because we don't deserve... We don't deserve anything else the way we're playing. And if that's the case, and if that's where we end up next season, back in the National League South, you've got to ask, where have we progressed since the doc took over, bought the, saved the club, and we've had how many managers? God knows. Five, four? <coughs> and and where will we have progressed if we end up back in National League South next season? We'll have progressed absolutely nowhere. That we will have not moved on, just the debt will have increased. That's all. And it'll be worse because they, they could, you know, it could come to a point where the doc goes, why am I playing money into this pile of crap week in, week out? throwing money down the drain with a, with a dream and a vision that I've got, but it doesn't appear that the manager and players have got to get us into the Football League. Why would you keep, why would you keep pouring your money in? I wouldn't. doesn't matter how rich I was. You wouldn't, you wouldn't set lights of £10 notes in and just, you know, put, put them in an incinerator and burn them, would you? Which you, the doc may as well be doing right now all these big dreams. It's all right having all these big dreams about a new stadium, 8,000-seater stadium. 8,000-seater stadium, Damien? Where are we... What are we going to fill it with? At the moment, we can't even win a match. So what chance have we got of growing our fan base? You can do all the flyers. You can do all the radio advertising. You can do all the... Uh, you know, pop-up stands at train stations that you want. You can visit as many schools as you like and many run-down areas, you know, to try and bring football to the community as you like. But the simple fact is the community will look at the results and they will look at, you know, they will look at your recent results and go, what are you doing Saturday, boys? Fancy going down there? Fancy going down there, absolutely. Hang on, let's, let's have a look. at. I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't won a game in 11 games. Nah, let's not bother. It's a knock-on effect. It's a snowball effect. It's not just about the football, it's about everything, you know? So in my opinion, we need to make huge changes in the style of football that we now play. We need to ramp it up with, uh, you know, as I said, forgetting, knock out the fan, fan, fancy stuff and uh, bring in back to basics. If it's long ball, route one, so be it. You know, let's get physical. As uh, 
Was it Olivia Newton-John saying about? Let's get physical. We, we haven't got a physical player in our team still. Uh, so let's start getting in teams' faces. Let's start playing more direct route one. Let's shoot on sight. Play the averages, you know. If you throw... Here's the thing, right? Talking about not shooting. Unless there's a clear-cut chance. Try and walk the ball into the net. And as I said, I believe on my last podcast, it might have been the one before, uh, when I quoted Samat Busby about shooting. If you don't shoot, you're not going to score. I was on a training course years ago. And we were talking about hitting targets. And uh, this speaker said, uh, if I gave you a set of darts, if I gave you a handful of darts, or if I gave you one dart, I think he said to start with, if I gave you one dart and said hit the bullseye, what's the chances of you hitting it, hitting the bullseye? Pretty low, pretty slim, Yeah. He said, but if I gave you 50 darts and just to throw each one of the bullseye, what's the chances of one of your 50 darts going into the bullseye? Pretty high, yeah? Because it's the law of averages. The more you try, the more chances you have got. So we need to be shooting from outside the box the moment we get a, sh- a sight of goal. The fans can see it, you hear it. You, we see a gap open up and go, shoot! And it's too late. They've turned around and passed it backwards or, or knocked it sideways or knocked it anywhere rather than take that shot. And that, for me, is our biggest sin and our biggest failing this season, last season and the season before. Even though we won so convincingly last season, that flattered us, in my opinion. So there's our biggest fault. Providing we can always score goals, you can always win games. But if you're not shooting, you ain't scoring. It's as simple as that. Secondly, our defence. Why? I've got to ask, why is it so, so bad? Why do we offer (coughs) nothing in defence? Why is it so easy for teams to walk through us like statues, like we're statues, and to score around us? Uh, we, we had another header score against us on Saturday. We had one which was a nice, you know, it's a nice shot, good goal. And it was a typical example of shoot on sight, shoot from distance, which we don't do. Why is our defence so bad? What the hell is going on? I don't really know what else to say, to be honest. I'm just so disillusioned at the moment uh, with with the team. With, um, I have to say, with the management right now. And I'm not sure. We've got, so we, we've got a game on Tuesday, tomorrow night. We play Maidenhead at home. Before travelling to Oldham away on uh, Saturday. So tomorrow night is, I mean, 
yes, Saturday's last Saturday's game and tomorrow night's game were already two must-win games. Tomorrow night's game now is more than a must-win game. It's more than that. This is a do not foul at any cost game. This is a this could be for Dennis, I believe, his um last chance saloon. And I also believe that if if it turns out that way, and if we lose and subsequently we you know lose personnel, should I say? Um I believe the future for the immediate future for several of our players will also be in question. Now I'm not going to name individual players right now, but it's it's a fact, isn't it, that the current squad that we have are just simply not good enough. Or is it that they are good enough, but they're not being allowed to play the free with the, allowed the freedom to express themselves and play to their full potential? It could be that you know, I don't know. I, it's it's definitely one of those two. I'm leaning towards that they're not good enough. Uh, for me, at this level, they were great at National League South, where we boss games. We're not bossing games in this league. We're with the big boys now. So, changes on the pitch, changes off the pitch, changes tactically, all need to be made, in my opinion, to rescue this season. And as sad as it seems right now, if we end up one point above relegation, I'll take that now. And uh, that'll be the best we can hope for. Anything else will be a bonus. That's it from me. Um, I'll be down there tomorrow night, Tuesday night. If you've listened to this podcast by then, come and see me. Let me know your views. Let me know your thoughts. I'll tell you one other thing, actually, before I go on. One other change in Dennis that I've seen. When Dennis first came uh, to Ebbsfleet, <clears throat> during the game, you would hear him. You'd hear him shouting instructions to our team to our players, you'd hear him whistling. You remember the whistles? <whistles> All the time, you'd hear it. Now he stands there like a statue, apart from, apart from shouting at the, at the officials. You don't see him uh, engaging with the, with the players on the pitch. Why is that? What's happened? Has something happened? Has he lost the dressing room? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. And we'll never know, will we? Maybe until... History will tell us once he's gone, but you know, eventually, whether it's whether it's imminent or in in years to come, we'll only then will we know. Uh, but it does seem that something else is is not right. Something's adrift. Anyway, that's it. That's it from me. Uh, as I say, I will be down there tomorrow night. So hopefully, those of you that have listened to this. Come up and see me. Come and say hello. Tell me what you think of it. Give me the. Uh, tell me if you think it's a load of crap. Tell me if you agree with me. Give me your views and opinions. Do me a favour. Uh, subscribe. 
follow this podcast wherever wherever you listen to it. Um, follow it and subscribe. Share it. Uh, if you if you see it on Twitter, do me a favour and give it a share and a shout out as well. Really appreciate that. And uh, that's it from me. I've got nothing else to say. Very depressed. Up the fleet. <laughs>